Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also download them and send them off to your friends and relatives, and we appreciate you doing that. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Castbox Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America's Raging of Nations If I were the most famous preacher on earth, I could not do it. And call no man father. This has been the blight of the church and its leadership in every generation. These words were addressed to the disciples and the crowds that had gathered around. God's Overcoming Grace for Perilous Times God's overcoming grace is understood as His favor toward us. I know that the Lord is Almighty here, but it is not especially a good thing if you are outside His grace and favor. Finding Grace in Time of Need There is no doubt in perilous times we need God's grace and guidance to help us in our journey in these dangerous prophetic end of days. And on warn-usa.com Christian Genocide This week the battle is on as latest reports post the truth of genocide for Christian believers worldwide. Also on warn-usa.com Refiner's Fire Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 6, on Battle Lines The Refiner's Fire Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in Scripture today. Although a long time ago, we we find out that in the nations of men and women, the evil that pulls us from the Lord has not changed. And on Dana Glenn Smith, Don't Miss the Lucifer Project Group and also, we ha- The Rising is out now. It's the second book in the Steel series by the Watchman Dana J- Glenn Smith. And it's not yet in the bookstore on danaglennsmith.com, but you can go to liferichpublishing.com. And The Rising is part two in the Steel series. Here we introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He is a hardcore and one of the best at what he does. His work is secretive, elusive, and necessary, but he wanted out. So you can go to Dana Glenn Smith to find out more about that, The Rising. And also, the first book, Steal the Darkness, is on, you can find more information on Dana Glenn Smith about that book. Be sure to go to danaglinsmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. Yeah, I'm glad to be here tonight. I missed last week, so I'm glad to be here. Well, we've got another another week, a lot of things going on here. And uh, yes, the rising is out, and you can go over to danaglinsmith.com or go to danaglinsmith.com forward slash shop, and you will see uh, the different books. We have hardcover, ebook. And uh, of course, the paperback. And when we say ebook, this thing, uh, if you're on Amazon, it's a Kindle. If you're on Barnes and Noble, it's Nuke, uh, N O O K. So that's w- the way it is. It is currently uh, on Amazon, it's featured on our Amazon author page, it's on Barnes and Noble. And uh, I haven't even begun to check everywhere. It's being distributed. I, I don't know where where it's all at. And I haven't begun to get it on all our... Uh, <clears throat> I have a lot of special book sites and things like that. So I've got to get to those. Um, we have been doing a little bit of advertising on ad, Amazon, uh, Instagram. But uh, we're excited for the listeners to get the book. So I want to encourage you to get the book. Now, I am going to try to put together a special, uh, not try, I'm going to do it, and uh, it's going to feature signed copies, you'll have to buy them on our website, but uh, we haven't gotten there yet, and for Christmas, I don't know if we're going to be able to get her done, because of the way the book came out, and everything, we're still finalizing marketing, and things like this, so, I mean, who knows. But uh, we do encourage you to read the book, and we want to hear your comments. Uh, so wherever you read the book, if you get it on Amazon, be sure to give us uh, a good review on Amazon. Uh, Barnes & Noble, you know, do the same thing, uh, and the rest of them. Because we believe it's a good read. We believe it's a good book. It has a good uh, close on it, and it moves. Uh, and again, there's a lot of uh, plots in this book that I wrote before covid so I didn't write this after COVID. I wrote this before COVID. So make no mistake about it. Now, uh, Tower, I do have a little note that comes from Doug. And, you know, uh, Doug is one of those that has been in contact with the ministry for quite a long time. And uh, he listens to us. Uh, I'm not really, I was thinking it was Spreaker. I'm not really sure where it is he listens from. But he sent a little thing, uh, uh, and he talks about the articles being real deep. Um, um, he said that we are all calling ourselves, this is from where he's at, that we have reservations about sending messengers uh, uh, to our DNA and chromosomes, God-given bloodstream. Uh, see, <laughs> you got to understand, he said we're called pure bloods now that's a term that's been focusing around a lot of places in case you've never heard of it pure bloods means you haven't infected yourself with the covid make no mistake the covid with the uh, myrna you know the uh, the gene that is in it uh, that causes these virulent uh, reactions and everything and matter of fact we've got right now uh, the first case of uh, the Omicron, which if you spell it backwards is moronic. I mean, I didn't come <laughs> up with that. <laughs> but someone made sure that they they got it on our social feed. So there, that's where that came from. Uh, and the guy had been. Now, this comes from uh, O'Harris. Um, and uh, he says that this guy has been, had all three of his boosters. And he still came down with Omicron. Now, the guy that developed Omicron, uh, that found it, 
uh, has been castigating uh, the media for making more than it really was. It's not really virulent, but they made it into something. Yeah, I think it was a woman that um, discovered that, and she said what she found was that it caused sore muscles and your joints ached for a couple days. You did not lose your sense of taste or smell, and... um, and to me, that just sounds like a milder case. Well, it's a, a case of the flu, not something to fear. Well, at any rate, Doug goes on to say, and it feels good. We believe God likes it or gave it to us, too. Well, see, I got news for you. It's the same way with the mark. We're not supposed to be taking the mark of the beast when, yeah. that, when that arrives. But see, you know, this Myrna and this, the way this, this thing is, this thing is designed to get into your bloodstream. We and had a good Pfizer as well and Johnson yeah. and Johnson. They're we, all. We had a good friend of ours. We know she lives here in town. Her mother died. And her mother had COVID, and she, uh, did she get it again? Is that why she died? Um, no, that was the first, that was the first time she'd contacted COVID. But she had been vaccinated. Yeah, vaccinated. Yeah. And well, when did she catch, uh, so she caught COVID the second time? Um, no, she only got COVID once. She'd been vaccinated, and then she got COVID. And then she died? Yes. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you sounded a little confusing. I'm sorry. No. That's because uh, you haven't eaten yet. <laughs> we got to get you some food. Well, at any rate, you know, I, I believe this. I like the word pure blood because I haven't infected it with this. Now, see, this isn't a normal vaccine. We've talked about that. Right. You know, the spike protein in it, and because it is, uh, this this thing reacts and changes your uh, your very DNA. Uh, this changes your system. And the doctors that we have seen, now see, Fossey calls himself that he's a man of science. But this guy's a dipwit. Because I'll tell you, that there's a lot of people that, we've, that we have been watching, listening to, and reading. And there are thousands and thousands and thousands of doctors and professionals who think this whole thing over COVID is a lie and not to take it. Now, they're the science. Fossey is not science. Fossey's full of peanuts and a few other things. So at any rate, pure bloods is a description of those who have not taken that particular thing but if you really want to talk about haven't gotten the vaccinations the covid vaccinations but the pure blood if you really want to get specific there's only one way to become a true 100 percent pure blood in the eyes of god and that's to be redeemed through the blood of christ amen and and you stick with the lord if god is for us who can be against us we overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and love our lives, not unto death. We do not fear men, we do not fear the devil, and we do not fear fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so, uh, he says this particular thing, the pure, pure bloods, you know, the, the saying, is catching on from the Caribbean uh, to Florida. <laughs> so he wanted me to That's mention good. it to you. And blessings to you in Tower. Tell her her intros, intros are getting better and better. A pro, he says. Oh, love y'all, I'm Doug. not quite here. <laughs> well, well, that's not too, that's, Doug. That is not me. That's Doug saying Thank that. you, Doug. I appreciate that. And we appreciate hearing from you. We love you and hope the best for you. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. And so, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you need to, uh, number one, get informed. Uh, sign up for our our uh, newsletter newsletters and stuff over on Dana Glenn Smith. And you can also find them over on warren-usa.com. Now, I've been going to write some special newsletters, but don't wait. You, you know, don't lose any breath waiting for it. <laughs> My sites are equipped to send out the recent articles that I write and things like that. 
Uh, so go to our websites and send us an email from the website. Send us a contact thing, and we'll get we'll get back in touch with you. Because uh, now the other way you can do it, and Doug does this and others, and that is through leaving comments on the articles. Because I answer, I pay attention to all the comments as well. Um, I don't do a lot of correspondence through email for obvious reasons. I get I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of letters. And 90% of them are from companies and people I get information with. And and you wouldn't believe the amount of emails I got from <clears throat> LifeRich Publishing, who is publishing the book and all that. And I've got one whole thing full of it over there. And just like, wow. But, you know, the thing of it is, is that a long time ago, I, I stopped taking a lot of personal emails because uh, they got virulent. So... We really watch uh, the mail, but uh, if, if you're somebody we know and things like this, we do have our listeners that know the right, e- right mail to send to us. So uh, if, you're, if you are really too lazy to go by the websites and send us an email um, or even leave us a comment, I don't know what to tell you. You know, we, I do not answer uh, anything on social media. Social media people at times can be nuts. And I don't have time to sit there and palaver with people. I just don't. Okay. So at any rate, we're moving on. Yes, good idea. Hey, we're talking here. (laughs) I'm ready to move down the road. Well, you just hang on here, girl. (laughs) Don't let that comment from Doug go to your head here. (laughs) I'm not. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you are good at that. You you've gotten a lot better. You know. Well, I got a long way to go. But you, I know you do. Okay, You're not perfect. We're moving, we're moving on down the road. You're not perfect, but uh, you know I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Christian aid mission. You know, and some of this stuff. This is. Uh, from Missions Network News Online. You know, it just absolutely amazes me how people can be so stinking evil. Oh, I know. I can't even imagine how wicked they are. How did they get that way? I just... Ilian Omar was shooting off her political mouth today about the the Republican Party having... Uh, they have to quell the anti-Muslim uh, fervor. And, uh, you know, she's one that, was it Somalia she's from? And she's uh, been pictured with uh, yes. uh, a, a terrorist group. A terrorist group like Boko Haram. Yeah, she was in uniform holding a yeah. AK-47 or some kind of rifle like that. And 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 I know that uh, I you know, on social media... Uh, in some news about her that she paid people uh, in her hometown and her state to pay, she paid them to vote for her, um, illegals even. So Ilian Omar to me is somebody that uh, openly wants to overthrow America, Is is has connections to radical Islamists, and no, I'm, I'm afraid uh, we don't want you up there uh, trying to overthrow America with your palaver and lies. No, we don't. Now, if you can come in here like a lot of Muslims do and be nice instead of being, uh, you know, connecting to this kind of roots, that's different. Uh, I have talked to Muslims in America. I have had, uh, you know, good conversations with them. Um, and that's been years and years ago. But uh, the bottom line of it is, everybody's radical today. We believe in the Constitution, and our Constitution triumphs over your radical Islamic ideas. So we're over here in Europe with CAM, Christian Aid Mission. I like that name, CAM. Yeah. Traffickers transported a Druze refugee from Saudi Arabia to the European capital. And, you know, there, there's a lot of Muslims that work in some of these other areas, like Saudi Arabia and some of the others. 
and uh, they offered to drop drop him off at a hotel. Now this is traffickers, okay? So he paid them to get him there. But instead, they took him to an abandoned building and tied him up. And and this tells you how this can go. Khalid, that's of course not his name, said our men already at the site tied him to a chair in a corner. Over the next two weeks, they tortured him and recorded videos demanding his family pay $28,000 over that for his release. Wow. And he says, my life started to be like fighting with the devil and fighting to find who is God in my life. They forced me to pray like a Muslim, and I knew the traditions of Islam, so I started praying to Allah by force and said, Allah, help me. Where are you, Allah? You are Allah. You do. You are doing nothing. Who is Allah? Why do you make me suffer? Muslims have a long persecuted have long persecuted members of the Druze, a monotheistic but mixed basket of religions and philosophies dating back to the 11th century in Western Asia. Um, he said the Saudi government forced him to leave the country. Initially, he had gone to Lebanon, where he met a Christian who told him, when you have trouble, just ask Jesus to be your God. Khalid asked the Christian not to talk about Jesus, but now he recalled what he told him as he suffered in captivity. I remembered how he would pray in the name of the Lord Jesus and then say amen, Khalid said. By that time in captivity, it was the Holy Spirit moving in me or standing beside me. He wanted to talk to me and I was fighting within myself to accept or reject it. As the deadline, of course, to pay the ransom passed, things get a little bit troubling. And so his captors... uh, had forgot about what to do with him, break his legs or take him to Turkey or kill him and sell his organs. They want money. And while they were arguing and distracted, Khalid poured out his heart to Christ and wept. And the moment he said amen, he felt he was on a new path. And he also felt his legs and hands coming free of of the ties binding them. I started to cry, he said, and I told him, Now I will believe you are my God. You are my everything. I just really need you to send me out and make me free. Continuing to call on Jesus, or Yahshua, under his breath, he went out the door and felt the Lord carrying him over a nine-foot-high wall on the building's perimeter. And he said on the other side, he heard the Lord saying, You are free. And as he ran three hours trying to find a police station, he shouted Jesus' name in Hebrew, Yahshua. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. And so, you know, this is another thing about another personal testimony about this kind of thing. And, I, you know, we've lost track of how many we have actually heard. And we've, and of course these are real people real sources and uh, it just amazes me every time I believe that and see that's where you get in like uh, these missionaries from CAM in the Middle East and and why you know all over you know in some of the toughest regions we're finding Muslims coming to the Lord That's thank you Lord yeah you bet. So at any rate, as a Christian in America now, sometimes we can get a little bit on the on the kind of slow road here. And we need to get back into the fire with Christ and trust him and believe him. Amen. Now, if you trust in, you know, your money and your riches and your house, then maybe you're not ready. But you're going to be. Because God doesn't let any idol get in the way. Not one. So you have to make up your mind who you are going to serve. Period. Now, uh, No fence sitting. <clears throat> you know, the problem with fence sitting is that sometimes that fence has barbed wire. It's hard to sit on barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. Of course, working on the on the farm, we had barbed wire. And I can tell you, you don't want to mess with barbed wire. 
So the Tatmada, the Burmese local army, and we're talking about Burma because of Myanmar, which is the modern name, they continue to have a war. But in spite of that, people are finding Christ. And uh, so they've been sending troops, the Burmese local army, to an area in what they call the Christian Chin State. And why do they always have to fight in the Christian places? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, <clears throat> we always see it, you know. Well, if we're going to make war and kill people, let's go over there and, and do it where the Christians are. That way, if a few bullets stray and kill a few of them, you know, that's okay. I don't know. But it, it gets, I don't know how many times. And this thing in Myanmar has been going on a long time. I mean, it just continues to go. And so believers wind up being homeless, of course. The church buildings wind up getting ransacked, of course. And this happens everywhere we find uh, persecution of Christians. And uh, they're shelled, occupied. And according to the records here, now this comes from Open Doors. They said 30 church buildings have been attacked by the military since the coup. And of course, you always have a coup, you know. Kind of reminds me of Stacey Abrams. She didn't like it when she didn't win. Now she's going to have a coup. She's coming back, she says. She's going to run for governor. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, Stacey, you can't trust a thing Stacey does. She is not. I wouldn't trust her with nothing because I know what she did in her previous thing she was doing. One Baptist pastor, a 31-year-old, I can't say his name, but he was killed. And he rushed to help out, put out a fire caused by the firing. And so as you go out, they kill you. You know, that's just, you know, you're going out to put out a fire and they shoot you. Yeah. This is how, there's no love in these people. In northwestern Chin, um, that's where he was at. It went up in flames. And the soldiers decided to saw off a pastor's finger and stole his wedding ring. Of course, the pastor was probably dead. Well, I don't that's, know. that's who they're talking about, that Baptist minister they killed. God. That's horrible. How... how Oh, I just don't, I can't wrap my head around that wickedness. That's horrible. It's horrifying. Well, you know, <clears throat> that comes back to stealing gold out of teeth and doing things like that. Yep. You are, you are, you know, the Muslims consider a dog unclean, and you wouldn't even make the rear end of a dog or the dung that comes out of it when you do stuff like this. This is, I just... I, I have no stomach for people who defile the dead for gold or money or something. May God reward you for your iniquity of what you're doing. Damnable stuff. So the violent killing and mutilation, again... That's the Baptist pastor that Tower was talking about. Our representative of how the military treated the civilians. So the Myanmar soldiers don't really care. That's and they're, sad. They're, they're actually doing a war against the people. And so you have virulent fighting, very intense at the time that they wrote this, of course, in the Chin State, the Kachin State, and uh, in the Falam, you wouldn't know that. These are just different names, but needless to say, it's a mess over there. And 1.6 million uh, Christians over there in Myanmar are trapped. Wow. And they're targets in a genocidal war. After the coup... They're just stuck there. That's terrible. And four million plus Christians in Myanmar braced for the worst after that coup. 
feels like our hope has been taken away, we'll cling to Jesus until we die. May God help you and deliver you. We pray all over the world for for Christian believers, and believe me, this is not new. It's going on everywhere. You think you got troubles in America. <laughs> Dear God in heaven, these people. And like I said, it's, you know, we've seen this all over. Tower has something she's doing now. Okay. This is the testimony of Brian Cole. And he was in his deliverance. When he was growing up, um, he was um, in an, his father was abusive and he was bullied at school and his mom forced him to go to church all the time. And so he was um, emotionally abused at church and every dynamic in his life left him feeling alone and disconnected until he met a group of older kids who took him in. And this is the incredible story of him leaving the occult. He spent more than three decades embroiled in the occult. And now he's, um, here we'll just continue. Um, So anyway, he was emotionally abused at church and these older kids that took him in, they were talking to him and they were paying attention to him. They weren't calling him names and beating him down. So he soon realized the kids he befriended were involved in Satanism, a belief system polar opposite from his family's church experience. While he wasn't drawn in by the theology, he said he wanted to do whatever these kids were doing, which would be natural because they were kind to him. In one of the first rituals he was in, they were going to sacrifice a squirrel. And he told them he would not do that, noting that he always loved animals. And they said, well, Satan demands blood, so you're going to have to cut yourself. So he did this, and he ended up being up being an addiction, or this ended up being an addiction for 33 years, the cutting and self-mutilation. And so as time progressed... Cole said the fear Satanism sparked and the rebellion further attracted him. At first, it wasn't a theological connection. Instead, it was more of a dabbling. He would trash Christian symbols in graveyards and smash nativities. And he was just kind of dabbling in it from 10 years old until he was 18. And when he turned 18, he got arrested and he got a 10-year sentence and went into prison. And that's when he went from dabbling to all in on Satanism. He would order books on the occult and ceremonial magic and spent the majority of his days reading and studying. And that's not all. He got a tattoo of a cross on the bottom of his left foot so he could stomp on God where, whenever he walked. And um, so over time, he started to get uncomfortable with the role Satan played in his life and the power evil yielded. In 1987, he shifted away from Satanism towards other forms of the occult, but he often revisited his old ways and used tarot cards, among other tools. In the occult, I'd just sit down and allow myself to be possessed and just start writing stuff. And he noted that he even kept a dream journal. The most intriguing element of his journey, despite believing in Satanism, he didn't believe in God. I didn't believe Jesus existed. I thought the Bible was another mythology book. One of my biggest religions was hating Christians. But then, in 2009, when Cole was 44 years old, he was arrested again, And he realized the life of crime wasn't working and that something desperately needed to change. He said he tried to to commit suicide because he didn't want to live anymore. And he started cautiously to explore the Bible as he embarked on a quest to get off drugs and change his life. Despite his skepticism and 
he read and explored. Then one day he came back to his room and found a book randomly laying on the floor of his jail cell. It was Lee Strobel's The Case for Christ, a text that documents Strobel's journey from atheism into faith. And he said, when he got done with the book, I could no longer deny the fact that Jesus existed on the earth. All my life I had sought the truth. Cole was then trans... Cole found that truth, transformed his life, and is now a pastor. He said, this has set me free in so many ways, I can't even explain it. And now he's pastoring and probably helping others to get away, get out of Satanism. So thank God for his deliverance. Well, it is. It's great. It is. It's exciting to see that and hear that. Well, you know... We go way back, and I can testify, and you can testify, the delivering power of the Lord. Amen. And nothing is impossible with God. And uh, Tower and I, I remember our pastor telling me many, many, many years ago, he said, not many people get touched like you two have. And God miraculously uh, saved both of us. And we... You know, God had to get us out of the church to save us. But, uh, you know, he allowed us to go, and he'll do that. And then when the time's right, you'll have a choice. That's right. And it's up to you to make the right one. And don't let that choice pass you by, because you might not get another chance. That's right. Now, out of the ChristianNews.net, This is a horrible story about two brothers, actually three brothers, Muslim family (coughs) from Uganda. And uh, the police over in a portion of Uganda were called to the site of a dead body. It had been burned beyond recognition. And they had received a call that Muslim extremists had attacked him and, of course, burned him. Now, if we trace the story, this young young man that was found burned beyond recognition had two brothers. And uh, they had beaten him and tried to kill him for his faith. And they lured him away because they pretended that they wanted him to meet potential business partners. And a friend warned him, this young man who happens to be a Christian, that, you know, they could be planning something evil setting a trap for him. But the young man said that God would handle the situation. And, uh, you know, all the while, and we see this, you know, some of the other members of the family may even act or say that they've accepted the Lord when they haven't in order to gain their, um, you know, more of a understanding that they're not going to kill them you know that he would trust them but he had been warned on that too so this young man that had been killed decided that he would go ahead uh, he had been invited to go with his brothers and so and he went over there to meet with some friends and he was over there because his brother told him they were business partners. When he got there, he saw not only those that he was to meet, but his two brothers were over there. He identified, he, he seen one of his brothers, but at any rate, the other brother had told him about it. And, uh,
When it was all said and done, nobody knew where this young man was. And uh, one of the brothers called and said that Allah had killed his brother, who happened to be the friend of who this guy called. And he says that he should be wise and careful. And the brother said he was thanking Allah for enabling these people who killed the brother, for enabling them to throw an infidel into the agony of death. And then he hung up. The only problem of it is he's in heaven with the Lord, That's and these right. two that did it are going to wind up in Sheol. Actually, they're going to wind up into the lake of fire. And so the police are looking for him. I don't know if they ever found them. But uh, make no mistake, you know, I mean, and we see this too. In Uganda, their constitution provides for religious freedom. But when you look around, so does India and a number of others. But see, nobody upholds that. Christians are persecuted in many places that guarantee this freedom of religion. And so it's kind of interesting in 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 Uganda the Christian Muslims are only like 12%. Yeah, but and look at all the killing they're doing. Yeah, well it's the same thing in in Nigeria and yeah. Kenya. This is just so tragic. It, it's just unbelievable. Horrifying. Remember there's been some big Christian revivals in Africa. Right. You know, if you go back 100 years, 200 years. Well, I think even in the 50s. When was John G. Lake there? I don't know, but I've got his book. It's yeah, three inches thick. I can't even remember, but, you know, this yeah. they, they're so blinded. It is And what's even more, more amazing is these blinded people, Muslims, who are killing, and the Hindus do the same thing. And also the North Korea does it. And China oppresses Muslims. So it's not just Muslim. China oppresses Muslims and Christians both. So, you know, when we're talking about this, you know, we, we have a lot of them, a lot of radical Islam. And most of the radical Islam, they're black. Many of them. And they're they're killing a ton. You know, I'm thinking of Black Lives Matter in America. And one time we were looking at a riot with Black Lives Matter and they were all white boys. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and yet in America, Crazy. when we look at the, the, the people who are getting killed in the inner cities, it's black on black violence. Number one thing. Yeah. It's not the whites killing the blacks. It's the blacks killing the blacks. I saw a pastor, a black pastor who was preaching the sermon and I was listening to part of it. And he said, it's, you know, it's not them white boys killing our kids. Our kids are killing us. They're killing our other kids. You know, our kids are doing it. You know, so. Well, the, peace, the has, killing, been, you peace know, has been just, taken off the earth. Yeah. It has. It, and, and we are in that, <clears throat> you know, perilous times. We're in the mystery of iniquity. Uh, we're in the shedding of a lot of blood, innocent blood. And in America, we we have a lot of blood guilt in this country. And I've taught a lot on blood guilt. Yes, we do. And so we also wanted to touch on tonight. This is from Mission Network News in Afghanistan. You know, this is this is amazing. You know, it was in October, and I haven't seen any more. Uh, the United Nations was warning that Afghanistan was going to go into a severe humanitarian crisis. And, of course, you have a lot of other places that are in the same boat. But you see, the Taliban, and we haven't heard much about this, but at the time, they were hunting down civilians. And uh, 
when we're talking about you know what exactly was going on over there certain uh, world mission contacts were inside Afghanistan that they were identifying communities you know where these Christians were and they said because where you find one Christian there's going to be several Christians yeah and they'll want to destroy it yeah the whole thing and uh, so the you know um and a story, a true story out of Afghanistan was about these Taliban fighters who were looking for a Christian community. And they found one. And when they got there, they killed them all. And uh, so they turned around after they got done. And as they came up, they encountered an angel. Now, this is exactly what they said. They encountered an angel. This angel rebuked these men and gave them instructions on where to go. Now this someone, they would have no idea who this individual was. But they thought he was an angel. And they listened. And it's amazing he didn't get killed. That's why you need the anointing. And this is the protection of God. So when you have an anointed man like this who's facing death standing up, I mean, you know... Uh, he is going to appear as an angel of light when he opposes them. And so they're going to feel the power of God right there. And uh, Yes, they are. But this individual happened to be the leader of the underground church movement there in Afghanistan. Now, I remember when they were talking about uh, not going, and I don't know if this is the same one, but they they were standing up saying we're not going anywhere and so he said when these taliban fighters were told and rebuked by this angel of course again not knowing that it's the underground church leader they laid down their weapons before this church leader uh, who then told them about jesus and now they're in what is called the way of Jesus, taking him in as disciples in Afghanistan. And it's just a, a great story. It you know, is, it is, it's exciting. And yes, people got killed, but they were Christians, they're with the Lord. But, you know, you got to understand something, Western church. You know, it's time to wake up and understand that this is... An evil, wicked time, but we serve a great God. And I'm, I'm speaking to Christians in America because America, I've been warning for well over two decades of judgment coming. And I warned, you know, a couple years ago of the division and how bad it was. And I, I warned about the Biden election and how it was going to change some things. You've got to understand something. The devil's everywhere. The enemy is everywhere. And people are dying. Even people that aren't Christians are dying. Now see, this is the time that as believers, we need to stand up believing. You need to rebuke that Amen. fear. You need to stand up. You need to believe God can heal. You need to believe God can deliver. You can believe God assigns angels to protect you. you got to believe and stop playing this pansy waste mickey mouse christianity amen that says well you know god <laughs> saved me so i could have a big cadillac or something well that's in the days we used to have big cadillacs or a big house you know evangelists who who are worth millions of dollars Okay, evangelists who are worth millions of dollars, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and take up the cross finally and follow the Lord. You want to know why America's going to hell in a handbasket? Because the church has failed. And I include me in that. We as believers, we got to stop playing church. Because I can tell you, there's coming a day and and it and it's here now. The play in the church is over. You're going to learn something. And I hope to God you do before you get killed. 
Yeah, before it's too late. Before it's too late. That's the idea. So, Tower has another one. Yes, this is um, Nigeria Worn by God. So, this is um, from CBN News. And a Nigerian Christian girl credits God for allowing her to escape after being kidnapped by the Islamic terrorist group Boko Haram. Her name is Joy Bishara. And she was one of the 276 Nigerian girls who were kidnapped from the school located in Chibok in 2014. And she recounted her ordeal during the International Christian Concerns press conference announcing the 2021 Persecutor of the Year awards. She said they were all sleeping and her friend woke her up. And I looked at her and went back to sleep. But she touched me and woke me up a second time. So I listened and and the ground was shaking and I could hear gunshots out the, outside the gate. Mind you, you have to walk about six minutes to get to our dormitory where we are sleeping from the campus area. And that's where the gate was. She asked her friend what was going on and she said the Boko Haram terrorists are here. And while the two girls were praying for God's protection on their families, a man dressed in a soldier's uniform came up to them. He told the girls to wake up the rest of the girls. <clears throat> Excuse me. And a group of men gathered all the girls together, and Bishara said the men fired their weapons over their heads and saying, They would kill us and nobody would do anything about it. And so after the gunmen pillaged the school food supply, they set fire to all the buildings in the campus and Bashara said the terrorists told the girls to sit under a tree and they told them they should all kneel down and say their last prayers and instead three trucks were driven up and some of the men told the girls whoever wants to live should get into the truck and choosing life Bashara jumped into one of the trucks and as the truck started to speed away it was then she made a deal with God <clears throat> the girl told the Bashar told um, the at the press conference she asked she asked God to please allow me to see my family once more and I promise to follow you for the rest of my life well Bashara said God answered her prayer just five minutes later one of the vehicles a terrorist was driving broke down and some of them decided to try to fix it and that gave her an opportunity, but she said it was risky. So it was just all scary, and I was deciding, should I jump, should I not? And a voice in my head was battling with another voice saying, if you jump, you're going to die. And the other voice is saying, jump. So I decided, so I had to decide to jump or not. She ended up coming to a conclusion that even if she jumped, that she could get injured or die and at least my parents will find me here or my corpse and bury me knowing I am dead rather than go with these people and never be seen again so she jumped out of the truck landed flat on her stomach she got up and started running and she ran the rest of the night she said I believe that me praying was the cause of the truck car not moving and she was crying out to God to help, and he actually did help. And I believe the voice that was saying, jump down, you'll be fine, was God's voice. She ran all the way to a village where she found a couple of her schoolmates. And they had also jumped out of the truck, and she said they asked a farmer to help them, and he drove them back to Chibok. And the Nigerian Bashara has eventually came to the U.S., and she, according to um, Newsweek, she graduated from Cannonville Christian Academy in or Oregon and also attended Southeastern University in Florida. She even met with then-President Donald Trump at the White House in 2017. How exciting is that? Thank God for that. I wish to God all those girls had been delivered. Yeah, we're still waiting for Leah Sherabin. That's right. And, uh, you know, that's just like them. And they like to kidnap kids. They do. They're horrible. And, of course, a girl's dormitory, who's going to protect it? Yeah. 
a few people. And of course, they said that on that day that uh, there there wasn't many guards around when when they had attacked because we covered that when it happened. Oh, I remember. And uh, you know, and how many years has that been now? It says 2014. You know, that's a long time for Leah Sherbu. Yes, it is. She Last time I heard, she had two kids with them. She's with some Muslim man that she had to marry. I think they raped her. That's the way they do it. They just say, you're my wife, and rape them, or whatever. Yeah. Concubine. And then they take the kids and the boys and train them up in, as an Islamic. Fighter. Jihadist. Yeah. yeah, this is terrible. And, uh, you know, there is no doubt that when we talk about advocacy for the persecuted church, it is all about centering on Christ, coming to Christ, and and him helping us to get through this life. And in the case of these girls and others, Sometimes that can be a real, real struggle. And I think of the Christian's Tower in North Korea and in China. Of, of the two two most persecuted places. And I think of Afghanistan, which is high on the list. But literally when we go around the world we find this going on everywhere we do so at any rate pray for these all these people these believers and understand that the enemy can get saved remember paul was an enemy of the gospel and he got saved he did God specializes in this. We've been we've been reporting this for years, folks. This is not new for the Lord to save a Muslim or a Satanist. I mean, long time ago, he was you know some of the some major Satanists came out and had gotten saved. Well, not too long ago, we reported on a, a woman that had been delivered from witchcraft. Yeah. That's the way it works, folks. God is empowered to deliver. And he's empowered us to give the gospel out. And he's the God of restoration. That's right. And Amen the giver of that. life. That's right. <clears throat> so we're going to have to get out of here now. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for all you do for the Lord. Thank you for all your prayers. We appreciate him. And please remember to pray for your brothers and sisters around the world. And we pray for you. We love you and we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Thank you and good night. God be with you. Don't forget to go over to warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com, Read the articles. Listen to the shows. And uh, also check out the book. You can go to our danaglinsmith.com forward slash shop and you will be able to find the books there and uh, they'll take you to a direct link where they're at so uh, check out the book and there's steal the darkness on there and there's the rising that's the latest so check it out and be sure to get it coming and to leave a, a comment on it uh, wherever so until next time, be careful, be safe, and pray for the persecuted church. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Good night, everybody. Until next time, shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.